In the opening scene of Dickens' A Christmas Carol, Scrooge can't believe it when he sees the ghost of Marley in his bedroom on Christmas Eve and blames the spirit's appearance on indigestion. Scrooge had just sat down to eat his evening meal of gruel when the bells throughout his home began ringing and the ghost of Marley suddenly appeared. He sees the ghost but discounts his senses because a little thing affects them. A slight disorder of the stomach makes them cheats. You may be an undigested bit of beef, a blot of mustard, a crumb of cheese, a fragment of an undone potato. There's more of gravy than of grave about you, whatever you are, he says. Welcome to the Real Time Roots Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Diel, and this is my co-host, Sarah. Hello, everyone. I'm not the ghost of Christmas past. At Joybelie, we help you create your own food and remedies so that you can create health and wellness for your family naturally. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about digestive culinary herbs. So here's a few tips. So it's almost Thanksgiving. At least in the U.S. And yeah, in Canada, we had our Thanksgiving already. In October. Holiday meals are one of those times when carminative and digestive herbs can be the most benefit. So we want to introduce you today to some of the carminatives and digestives that you can add to your holiday table in order to make sure that your family doesn't have apparitions appearing after dinner. Holiday meals are one of those times when these kinds of herbs can be very good especially when there are major family affairs and all the baggage of Christmas past comes to haunt you. Even if outwardly the meal is pretty peaceful, there can be things that come up at the dinner table, a look, um, a certain taste that create stress, and that can make it hard to digest the meal. And so by adding some of these carminative, digestive, or even herbal bitters to the meal, the meal can be more pleasant. And remember, if you're feeling stressed, that means that your sympathetic nervous system has been triggered and is in play. And if it's active, your digestive system, which is connected to your parasympathetic nervous system, can't digest properly. So even if you feel fine about the Christmas dinner or the Thanksgiving meal, any visitors or in-laws might need a little bit more help to relax and be able to properly digest their meal. So let's go back a bit, Sarah, and let's just talk about the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is what they call the fight and flight response. And so anytime you hear that word sympathetic, think of it as being in sympathy with stress or nerves. And the parasympathetic, it's kind of the opposite. And if if the sympathetic nervous system is engaged, the parasympathetic nervous system, which is our rest and digest, procreate kind of nervous system, that can't be active at all because one cancels out the other. Conversely, if you can engage your parasympathetic nervous system by the use of nice smells, good tasting food, um, aromatic herbs, then you can actually shut down that sympathetic nervous system or the fight and flight response and bring relaxation and calm to the meal. That's why chamomile is awesome. So if the meal itself is generally a feast, like we're talking about Thanksgiving dinner, Christmas dinner, or maybe even just Sunday dinner, 
it's generally pretty heavy on proteins, fats, and carbs. And that can leave you feeling bloated and uncomfortable. So, for instance, in the words of Archie Bunker, I can't believe I ate the whole thing, might be your refrain after the meal. But there are ways to ease the bloating. Uh, The turkey farts, the discomfort, by using herbs both in the cooking and in the items that are served before, during, and after the meal. And if you usually only use carminative and digestive herbs lightly in your cooking, this is always a great excuse to use a little bit more than normal. Some recipes might call for a teaspoon of sage, whereas a tablespoon or two actually works a lot better. Depending on what you're cooking. So one of the things about fermented lemon is it adds a little bit of bitterness to the meal. And bitter herbs are really important in improving your digestion. Because when you taste the bitterness, the slight bitterness that comes from like a lemon peel or a grapefruit, um, that slight bitterness triggers a whole cascade of actions in the mouth, in the digestive tract, in the gallbladder. For instance, it causes your mouth to develop more saliva so that it makes it easier for your food to digest. And then you have all these great digestive juices in your stomach working for you so that your meal is easier to digest and it doesn't sit heavy in your stomach. And then it also triggers your gallbladder to um, release gall to help the digestion of proteins and fats. So bitter tastes are really important. And anyone who has difficulty with upset stomach or heaviness in the stomach or pain in like the liver area, those bitter herbs are really good for improving that and giving better digestion. So that's why restaurants will often start the meal with a salad. Right, because lettuce is a mild bitter. But people that have a lot of digestive difficulties might benefit from even more bitterness, like um, a bitter herb, um, some bitters added to a cocktail, or even just a bitter tincture, uh, a couple of drops of that on their tongue before they eat. About 20 minutes before a meal can improve things. Well, we actually will have in the show notes a recipe for digestive bitters that are made with grapefruit peel and cocoa nibs, which is a very festive version of the digestive bitters. Other bitter options can include other citrus peel, like maybe candied orange peel if you want to nibble on that, black coffee, green tea, herbs like chamomile, parsley, artichoke, yeah, endive, arugula. That's the word I want. So some ways you can incorporate more bitters into your festival meal might be something like including an appetizer at the start of the meal that includes slightly bitter foods. That could be a green salad, maybe some fresh fruit with the peel still on, cucumbers, and things like that. Now, when you are eating the meal, you can include something that is slightly bitter in the food or the drink of the meal. So that could be a dry red or white wine, Cranberry sauce, preferably not too sweet. There is an awesome cranberry sauce recipe in the show notes that is cranberry honey. And there's also one that's cranberry and orange. So either of those would be awesome cranberry sauces to incorporate some extra bitters into your turkey feast. And then of course, herbs like sage, parsley, rosemary, thyme, all have a little bit of a bitter hint to them. And of course, will go quite well in the flavorings and sauces of the meal. 
So once you've taken care of the herbal bitters, then we want to look at carminative digestive herbs. And this is another class of herbs where herbs like ginger and cinnamon and nutmeg and uh, thyme and um, even garlic and onions have that carminative action. And what carminatives do is they help with the turkey farts. They calm down the bloat and relieve gas, help it to to actually be expelled quicker and not build up as much. So people who have discomfort in the stomach after eating could benefit from any carminative digestives. In fact, there was a queen in Sweden who, um, when she was a child, she had a lot of digestive issues, and it was recommended that she have ginger cookies after after dinner in order to offer that carminative digestive to just relieve the indigestion and stop the stomach pain. So uh, these carminative digestives, it's important that we include them along with bitters in a meal. In the Ayurvedic the Ayurvedic herbalist tradition, that is the the life healing tradition of India. Herbalists call the part of our body that's stimulated to digestion, agni or digestive fire. And the herbs that they recommend, a lot of them grow naturally in India, like, like turmeric and ginger. And these are the herbs that soothe the digestive tract. So some other examples of carminative digestives include cinnamon, ginger, hot peppers, nutmeg, sage, rosemary, thyme. Huh, sounds like you could get a really good digestive meal if you include all of the herbs listed in that one song. Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme. When when I read the list, I always think of curries, you know, Indian curries, um, and salon curries or any of those Asian curries, they're always really rich in carminative herbs. And you can also include other herbs that are more North American, like peppermint and chamomile. And those are really easy to find as just herbal teas. And of course, tea is a great start or end to any heavy meal. Or, or to have it during the meal. That's when we're drinking the wine. So let's talk about how to use these herbs Um Let's use the example of Thanksgiving dinner. How how can you incorporate these herbs into Thanksgiving dinner? We've already talked about making a dressing with sage, cooking the turkey with sage. Um, for those that don't have turkey and prefer tofu, you can add lots of sage to the tofu. You can include oranges in your cranberry sauce. You just have to make the cranberry sauce yourself instead of buying it in a can. Or you could even add ginger to your salad dressing. I think one of the easiest things is because a lot of people are having Thanksgiving and it's kind of a potluck. One person brings a turkey, another person brings a dessert. So in that circumstance, one of the easiest ways to add it is to have some relishes or pickles as side dishes where you can add them to maybe some corn relish or or um, crackers or hors d'oeuvres, those kinds of things where you can add them for people to help themselves as needed. And that's why it works well in the drinks, too. That's right. If growing some of your own food sounds like something you're ready to do right now, I've got the perfect next step for you. My Fill Your Salad Bowl workshop is a concise workshop that will show you how to grow enough greens to fill a salad bowl every day. That's a great first step 
just to fill a salad bowl. It's not overwhelming and anyone can do it. You can do it even if you don't have any land, even if there's three feet of snow covering your garden, even if you've killed houseplants in the past, and even if you don't think you have a green thumb. Here's what we cover in this workshop. Now remember, it's a concise workshop. It's not gonna take a long time to go through, so everyone's gonna have enough time to do this. You'll learn three different salad green growing methods that you can implement right away. You'll learn the exact methods I use to keep my salad bowl full so I never run out, even if I have unexpected company. You'll also learn where to cut costs and still be successful growing salad greens at home. You'll learn the ideal equipment to use if you want to grow greens faster and easier. The unique pitfalls to avoid with indoor and container growing. You'll learn how to save a crop that goes wrong where to find organic seed at reasonable prices, how to store your seed so it stays viable for years so that you can save money now on bulk seed purchases. And you'll learn the health benefits of sprouts, microgreens, and healthy greens and how to optimize these benefits in the way you grow them and the way you store them. We'll also give you 17 ideas for using homegrown salad greens in the kitchen so they never get mundane. If you're ready, to start growing some of your own food and you think salad greens are a great place to start like I do, check the link in the show notes. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the difference between fresh herbs and dried herbs. At this time of year, you can buy a lot of the herbs fresh in the grocery store, or you might still have some in your garden, or you can use dried from the spice section. And how you use those differs. So if you're using dried herbs, you add them at the beginning of the cooking time so that they have a long time to um, have the aromatics extracted. But if you're using fresh herbs, you want to add them just an hour before the dish is finished. So if you're cooking a turkey, you would sprinkle on the fresh herbs, maybe fresh rosemary or fresh sage, sprinkle it on just an hour before you're going to pull it out of the oven. And it's the same for any time. When you're using fresh herbs, you want to add them just an hour before the end of the cooking time if you're using dried at the beginning of the cooking time, whether you're making a soup or whether you're making baked vegetables or the main dish. And lastly, to help improve digestion during and after your festival feast, you can always finish the meal off after dessert with a digestive tea like peppermint or chamomile, or for adults, even a digestive aperitif like limoncello or anisette, or even maybe some nice arak liqueur. These liqueurs are usually specifically designed to actually aid with digestion. Especially for heavy meals. That's one of the best times to finish it off with those kinds of, they're, they're slightly sweet, but they have lots of carminative digestive herbs in them. The Arak liqueur Sarah referred to is an anise-flavored liqueur that's, um, that we had in Israel when we were there. And it was actually surprisingly tasty, even if it did burn like I'll get out burn in your throat. That's because we're not used to drinking alcohol. Definitely not straight. Yeah. So there are a few beverages that you can have that can aid digestion. So if there were no carminative herbs in the meal or not enough to actually make you comfortable and you end up at the end of the meal and you have discomfort, there are some things that you can do to ease the discomfort, to reduce gas and bloating, to, uh, 
maybe take the burning sensation out of your stomach. And one of the easiest things, as we've already mentioned, is to use herbal teas like peppermint or chamomile. Or a gripe water blend with fennel seed, chamomile, and a little bit of peppermint. You don't want to lay down immediately after taking peppermint tea because it can actually increase feelings of acid reflux if you are prone to that. That's because peppermint relaxes the sphincter muscle. And so it, um, if you lay down, it can open and then cause heartburn. But other than that, peppermint is a great choice. Um, and chamomile, also any of the teas that have fennel or licorice in them. Chai tea is another good one to finish a meal with. Or any other really spicy tea, like um, there are some orange ginger teas out there, they would help. A ginger turmeric tea would be helpful. Lemon ginger, any number of chai blends. There are actually a very large number of chai blends available, even if you don't make your own, which we have a recipe for that in the show notes. And what they do is they, they relax the stomach and, and just um, soothe any kind of burning or heavy feeling in, in the gut. They also encourage a reduction in our nervous system stress response. So if you're feeling anxious or upset. Or stressed um, out about the in-laws political discussion at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Or religious discussion. As the case may be. Um, then having just sitting back and having a nice cup of herbal tea can be very helpful just to help you relax. Now, liqueurs can also provide some of the same benefit as teas, especially those blended from digestive supporting herbs. One example that we've already given is the limoncello. It is an easily homemade liqueur. You can actually get it ready in just a couple of weeks. So you even if you don't have any on hand, it's really easy to make it in time for the holidays. If you prefer purchasing liqueurs and don't want to try and make it yourself, Jägermeister is a commercial variation of a digestive liqueur. It has, I believe, 57 different herbs in it that are all digestive supporting and have various health benefits of their own. Of course, liqueurs will only help the adults. For kids, you could do something like a double fermented kombucha. We have a recipe for cranberry kombucha in the show notes. It is an awesome option for aiding digestion for adults and kids and has actually a really, really nice flavor. Of course, if you don't have time, don't want to stress about making it yourself, you can do a blend of various commercial drinks like a ginger ale cranberry juice blend. Personally, I would recommend using something that actually contains real ginger, like a non-alcoholic ginger beer as part of the blend so that you get the ginger benefits for whoever is drinking it. Or you could plan ahead and make a ginger bug. Ginger bug is like homemade ginger beer, and uh, it has all the good probiotics uh, that help digestion as well. No alcohol. It's great for kids. And uh, it's a little bit fizzy, like ginger ale, so it tastes delicious. I like blending a little bit of orange juice, unsweetened cranberry juice, and strong non-alcoholic ginger beer to make a punch that isn't too sweet but has lots of digestive oomph. Now going back to Charles Dickens, did you know that Charles Dickens' favorite drink was punch? So is that the punchline? It must be. (laughs) Now you can also make your own digestive bitters. Now, a digestive bitters blend only takes a few drops to stimulate your digestive system and provide its benefits. 
Uh, digestive bitters are usually taken three-ish drops before a meal, usually about 10 to 15 minutes before the meal is served. 20 minutes before a meal is served. Well, knowing how long it can take to get Christmas or Thanksgiving dinner on the table, sometimes you think it's only 10 minutes and then it's 20. Right. Absolutely, Sarah. It's good when, if you're making digestive bitters, just make them in a small bottle like a, a pint mason jar because a little bit of digestive bitters lasts a long time. What I do is I will take, um, when citrus is in season, I will cut up the peel, including the pith because the pith is very rich in bitters and pop it into a mason jar and then top up with brandy or vodka or whatever your favorite um, alcohol is, 40% alcohol. I like to add cocoa nibs. And, um, and then when it's done, put it in a dropper bottle and then use the dropper to measure out the amount. Bitters are also great to use as cocktail mixers for those who drink. And there's lots of ways to use bitters. It isn't just as a digestive aid. And one of our favorite festive bitters is grapefruit and cacao nibs. And that one is really easy to make. You can switch out the grapefruit. Grapefruit is very, very highly bitter. So you can switch out the grapefruit for another citrus like orange if you prefer to make it a little less bitter for, say, well, people who aren't very familiar with bitters. Now, another thing you can do is, of course, finish off the meal with gingerbread cookies. And we actually have a recipe for gingerbread pizzelles in the show notes. And personally, those things are absolutely delicious. So we have been talking about all the ways to avoid those nightmares after Thanksgiving dinner. Or Christmas. By using herbal bitters or carminative digestive herbs during the meal in order to, to ease digestive discomfort and to make sure that your Thanksgiving meal is as happy as you imagined it was going to be, or your Christmas meal or any other festive meal. So if you do these tips that we have shared, you are going to have one of the best festive meals that you've ever had. And to help you avoid the ghost of Christmas past or the one of Christmas yet to come, we're going to leave you with one positive action. For your next holiday, Work toward having a selection of warming spicy teas or liqueurs available for yourself, for your family, or for your guests, as they will help keep your guests relaxed and help keep you relaxed and avoid those ghosts showing up with rattling clanking chains. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Real Time Roots podcast. And thank you, Sarah, for joining me today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends. All of the recipes that we talked about will be in the show notes so that you can grab them and use them as you wish. And as always, please like and subscribe. Bye for now.